99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hi everyone, this is Nevena Bajalat and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family. And uh, today my guest is Sabahat Ahmed and Sabahat is based here in Dubai and she will share her story. We will talk about dealing with a personal loss, someone in your family and dealing with grief, very important topics. So I want to invite you to stay here and Sabahat is transformation and an LNP, NLP coach and uh, she will give us some tools and strategies for this very, very important topic. Sabahat, welcome to my episode, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Davina, for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. So you're mother of two, and I would love to know a little bit more uh, of your story. So if you would like to share with us your journey of being a mother, and also we said we'll talk about coping with some personal losses in the family. So if, if you would be kind enough to share with us a little bit how that uh, went and what happened uh, in your life so far. Oh, well, thank you, uh, Navina. Yes, my, my journey uh, has been a bit of a up and down, like I'm sure all of us go through highs and lows in life. Um, I lost my father when I was 12. And uh, my brother was uh, 16, he was in the UK at that time, and my sister was five and a half. And my mother was in her mid-30s, and she had always been a housewife. And of course, none of us knew how to cope with that. At that point, we moved to the UK, and I started working when I was 13. Uh, because we had no money, we were financially and emotionally very, very, in, in a very difficult place. Uh, and everybody was kind of detached from each other. So we you know, we became street smart, we learned how to deal with our, you know, how to go and get uh, things that we need to get, how to deal with everything that comes our way. So we were kind of on our own dealing with our own challenges. And just when you think that life is a bit settled, you know, something happens and you go back to square one. So I um, then went back to, the, to Pakistan to um, uh, start my medical uh, school. And uh, I missed my merit by one mark. And I ended up in pharmacy. So I, I am a pharmacist by degree. So I started working as a pharmacist. Uh, but in the second year, I was married through an arranged marriage. And uh, my husband was uh, much older than me. He was 13 years older. It was a generation gap. And we were just people from two different schools of thought and diff two different worlds. So we never had, a, I wouldn't say it wasn't a bad marriage, but it wasn't a happy marriage. But the best thing that came out of that was my two boys. So now my, my son, my older son is 26, turning 27 in September, inshallah, and my younger one's 21. So, um, and I officially separated in 2010. 
and I moved back to the UK. And that was again, a very difficult time, leaving my home, leaving my social life, leaving my friends, leaving my job and moving with two kids with no money, no, literally no place to stand on. So I went and did my, uh, you know, um, I went back to the UK. Nobody was willing to give us a place to rent because I had no job at that time. So eventually I found something and went on to do with my further studies. Uh, I did my master's. Um, I started working in the prison as a part-time lecturer. Uh, that was a, 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 that's a story on its own. So we'll talk about that sometime later. And, uh, um, and while I was working, my brother, my only brother was diagnosed with leukemia at that time in 2011. And the next 18 months were, you know, a, a journey where, or a time where we went through hope and we went through not being hopeful. So he went through a series of chemo. My sister became the stem cell donor. She, they were two, he received the, uh, the stem cell donation twice. So she had to go through that surgery twice because the first time it failed. So we saw him go through mood swings, hair loss, you know, ups and downs. And I was, the best thing of being there was that I was with him throughout that journey. And I think that is a blessing that I would never be able to forget. That's the gratitude I have that I was there. And if I was in Pakistan, I would never have been able to spend that time with him. So that is one of the moments of gratitude I have. But we lost him in 2013. And again, it was, uh, you know, having lost my father and then another father figure a few years later wasn't really something that I could cope with. He was based here in Dubai. So I decided to move to Dubai to be closer to my sister, to be together as a family so we could cope with that. That was also a time where I had to leave my son behind, my older son behind. So there was multiple things going on, you know, and suddenly six months, I felt like I had no ground. I felt like there was a dagger in my heart that was killing me every day because I could not get over the death of my brother, the loss of my brother. But I had to do something about it. You know, I come from a family and I think I inherited the genes which said, go get it, you know, do it yourself. So um, I went on to start my healing journey. You know, I found a job. It wasn't really a good job, but it was something to get by. Um, and I started my healing journey through a trainer. I had a Russian trainer. Uh, I was doing some exercise classes with her and she did a coaching certification from Russia and she was offering some discounted sessions. And I took those sessions and it just opened up completely new doors for me. You know, I, I, I felt like, I was able to stand on the on, on ground again. I was grounded. I knew why ha what happened happened for a reason. I knew that there was a bigger purpose in life. So then gradually I found that I, I became an HR consultant. I joined, I joined a consulting firm and I've been with them for six years. And professionally, I grew a lot. You know, I went on to do my chartered membership of CIPD. And, you know, so I was doing something every year to just develop, just to heal, just to move forward. And in 2019, I came across the master's program for NLP hypnotherapy and life coaching and from the UK, from NLP Coaching Academy in the UK. And um, I, I just felt that that was the thing for me. Out of the blue, you know, it, it was just like the universe sent it to me that I had to do it. So I went and did my practitioner's level. Then I went and did my master's level. And I went thinking it is my own healing journey or it would complement my HR work, my learning and development work. 
And I came back thinking, no, I'm now in a place where I need to now facilitate others to cope with similar losses, to find their purpose in life. So I started Ashmere. Actually, my oldest son did the practitioner's program with me. So together, his name is Amir, my name, my middle name is Aisha. So together we set up Ashmere, which is a life coaching practice here in Dubai. We're based in JVC um, and he's in the UK. So he was working there and I was working here. And it was, um, uh, you know, so our mission was to help others overcome these barriers, blocks, limiting beliefs, so they can live a more meaningful life. With that mission, we started Ashmere and touch wood, you know, with COVID where there have been losses and there have been issues and there have people have lost their jobs and lost their loved ones, you know, and a lot of things have changed for us. But at the same time, it opened up an online avenue for me to help people across the globe. So I've worked with people in, in Canada, I've worked with people in Singapore, in Pakistan, in the UK, in Dubai, of course, uh, you know, across the globe. And I felt that I was able to contribute, not only to spreading awareness, but also to facilitate other people to cope with the lower losses that they may have gone through. So in a nutshell, that is my, my story. <laughs> I love the story. It's such a powerful story. And like you said, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes we don't know the reason, but there is a journey and, and, and our happiness is growth, right? So you, you clearly stated that when you started working on yourself, right? Um, how much you start changing and how this development helped you. So Sabah, I want to ask you, Many listeners had personal loss, uh, personal loss, maybe parent, maybe child, uh, maybe a brother, someone in the family, or maybe husband or wife. So what are some things they can do if they're going through a lot of grief, if they're going through maybe a lot of guilt, sometimes guilt is connected with losing someone, if we haven't been there. What is something that you suggest or some tools that you can give them to help them overcome that and cope with that better? Where should they start? You know, that's, that's a very interesting question because, you know, whenever we lose a loved one, people tell us, oh, you know, it will be okay. Time will heal. Trust me, time doesn't heal. You know, it's been over 30 years since my father's loss. It's been over eight years since my brother's loss. And I also lost my grandparents six months after my brother, both my maternal um, grandparents. And of course, a lot of losses in the family, but time doesn't heal. It is you who have has to heal yourself. If you suppress your grief, it's not going to go away. So you have to be able to give yourself time to grieve time to connect with your, your loved ones, the, the family that is grieving with you, communicate with them and make sure that you actually express your grief, you know, give it, verbalize it, give it words and identify what, are, what is it that you're feeling. And you're right, people sometimes end up in guilt. Uh, my sister was uh, a stem cell uh, donor for my brother. And I never realized that she felt guilt that if she wasn't, she was a hundred percent matched and she felt that if she wasn't a donor, he may have got it for someone else and he may have survived. And only recently I found out, uh, you know, uh, through one of the healing circles that I do, that she was, she was carrying that guilt, but that guilt wasn't really hers. It came from within the family system because as a family, we have carried guilt over generations of something or the other. So all our emotions are interconnected. One emotion leads, leads to another, but when we have losses like this in the family, 
it just triggers something from within us that wants us to take a step forward. You know, people who have gone, we will be following them at some point. You know, that's the circle of life. But they are in a better place. I saw my brother suffer. You know, literally at the end, uh, when he, he was going through, uh, you know, the last few weeks, I saw him throw up blood in my hands. And that is the moment that I can never forget, but it's okay. I was there. I was able to be with him. I was able to hold his hand. And I think that is what gives me comfort that he was not alone. His family was with him. You know, so coping with loss is not easy. As therapists, we use multiple techniques. We use NLP, hypnotherapy. We use NNRT, which is very, very effective in PTSD and trauma healing. It is it's based on bilateral eye movements combined with NLP and so on. So it is a very, very effective technique. But please do not push your grief away. That's the only message that I will give. If you need help, reach out to the people who are close to you. If you need more help, reach out to professional help. You know, there's so many people out there who can help you through that trauma, but don't suffer in silence. Don't suppress your guilt. Heal and don't think it's going to be a miracle. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a journey. Let that journey happen. Be patient with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you for that. And how uh, they can, if, if they feel sometimes through a loss, we feel like we disconnect with our family members and you talked through your journey you you haven't been so connected maybe the illness brought you a little bit more together right um but because of your childhood and everything happening uh, right you were not uh, so close and and sometimes in grief i can see that people also disconnect sometimes they're putting blame they don't know how to cope with their own emotions so sometimes even between parents and children when a parent lost someone they simply have all this amount of negative emotions that they express it negatively towards the children or, or someone in the family. So if that's happening, what are the signs of that and how they can really act very quickly to, to shift this? Because this is not the way to go, right? To destroy a relationship that are left Absolutely. around us. What would you say here? It's very interesting you bring that up because I have seen my mother go through the same thing. You know, and when my father passed away, she was 36 you know, has had no understanding of what, you know, how cruel the world can be, or even to how to go out and earn money. And uh, my father was um, a government servant. He was an orthopedic surgeon, very, very good at his work. And everybody thought that he had loads of money stashed somewhere, which he didn't. Uh, so, you know, living with a very, very little pension with three kids was very difficult. And she was very emotionally distraught. She had lost her partner, you know, her soulmate, and they had a lovely marriage. And since then, she has been very closed. You know, she's been in a victim state. Yes. And when my brother passed away, and I, both my brother and my father passed away at the age of 43, both of them. So they had very similarities. You know, they had very similar lives and they, had, they were very successful, but both of them passed away at 43. So it was a very young age. So when the same thing happened to my brother, she just became very closed and she's over 70 now. You can't really teach them to connect with themselves. I've got her to do some sessions with a, with a coach friend of mine. So she opened up a bit and she had these real expectations from us that we were unable to fulfill me and my sister. Mm. And yes, we were disconnected 
we because in when we were growing up there was they, we didn't have phones and internet and you know mediums of communication so we had to you know wait months before we could speak to each other and my they, my sister is 7 years younger than me so even there was an age difference but we've now bonded so well and you know so grief brought us together rather than disconnected by my mother remains disconnected you know and i'm working on it you know it's about making sure that you make them feel that you're there when they need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. not not hovering over them not you know harassing them in a way that they they have to open up but understanding the situation losing a child is not easy as a mother i can never even imagine that god forbid i would ever have to go across come across that kind of situation so i empathize with my mother i understand what she is going through but if somebody tells you i know how you feel that's not true your feelings are true to yourself so what you feel you know it's about con- connecting to yourself and understanding how you feel are you feeling sadness are you feeling grief are you feeling guilt are you feeling shame you know what what is the feeling that is under that grief yeah. so it's a lot to do with how you connect to yourself yeah it's yes. always that work uh we're both coaches so we know it's always that work we have to do on ourselves and uh once a person accept that everything changes like it changes for change for you so um i think this was very helpful because sometimes i think parents simply don't know how to cope with it like you said but uh, of course you are um, you know you you're grown and you work on yourself to start understanding that but i think it really i see it really being someone who worked with families and I still work with families a lot I can see really also children having now anger towards the parents why they were not there for them why they didn't show up some parents become depressed after this loss they don't know how to cope with it so it's just this message to send for everyone listening is you know do your best for yourself and if you have children for your children they need you and also for those you know if you have this guilt towards your parents we cannot be in their shoes right they're doing the best they can with the tools and awareness they have so we can try push them into learning about themselves developing and you know becoming more joyful and happy but like you said you have to be patient and just be there for her and there is just one little thing i want to mention here that when a family goes through a loss and there are younger kids involved please talk to those kids my sister was 5 she has no memories of my father right and but nobody came us up to her or me to say don't worry we are here for you hmm you know everybody was kind of uh, oh poor kids you know they've lost their father you know that was the kind of conversations that were going on but nobody came and held our hand and said you know don't worry we're here for you yeah so please talk to the kids understand their feelings otherwise they're just going to build them up and it's going to impact when they grow up so it's very important to speak to kids when when you go through a loss as a family and wow. help them understand why that is happening yes well this is so helpful thank you sabahat so much for being here and sharing this with us we're going to make sure to put a link to sabahat website and how you can connect with her uh, in the uh, in the description of this episode so make sure to connect reach out if you know someone who goes through a loss you can reach out to her and her son who are coaches and um, don't don't try to cope everything on yourself really really 
ask for help because it's going to help you go and feel better much, much faster. Thank you, Sabahad, once again for being here. I want to thank all the listeners for listening. Make sure to subscribe, download, share this episode uh, with others so they can benefit as well. I will see you in the next one.